It's the Wannabe Broadcaster Podcast with Justin Matthews. Thank you, Bad Don Pardo Impression. This is the Wannabe Broadcaster Podcast, episode number two. Don Pardo Kids was the famous announcer for Saturday Night Live. And he also announced Jeopardy back in the day, before Alex Trebek was the host. And he makes a great cameo in the Weird Al song, I Lost on Jeopardy. So that's explaining the joke. Episode 2 is off to a really great start already. I'm explaining my jokes. And I hope you enjoyed that opening. Maybe we'll bring it back next week. I say we like there's more people. It's just me. Alright, so episode number 2. What are we going to talk about today? I have... A story about a director that kind of has sour grapes, maybe? We're going to talk about Avengers. They assembled for the third time. The whole, actually the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe assembled for this one. And boy, is it great. We'll talk about that. And sports will go over the NFL draft. But as always, I like to talk about my life in these podcasts. So what's going on in my life right now? Not a whole lot. Everything's pretty much the same as it was last week. Dental update. Things are going good there. Nothing to report until next month. We're approaching the year anniversary of when my girlfriend and I moved down to Metro Detroit. That's exciting. We've been here a whole year now. And other than that, things are going good. And a thing I have to say about episode one, I sound so serious in that episode. So I'm going to try to be upbeat and positive in this episode because I sound so dreary. Not dreary, but I sound kind of one tone. And I want to change that this episode. We have a lot to talk about. We should dive right in. But I just want to say a few thank yous for all the positive support I got when I released episode one. Um, and by release, I mean I shared it on social media. It's just, it, I can't thank you enough. Uh, this is, obviously I said in the last episode, this has been my big dream to do this. Um, just talking to a mic and hope people are listening. Getting all that positive support and the likes really made me feel good and I'm excited for the future and quick shout out to my old community college buddy Cody thank you so much for your support he mentioned me on his podcast that's the back to Reviewture podcast so check that out they're on iTunes already I'm trying to get on iTunes right now keep you updated on that next episode Really appreciated the shout out, Cody, and thank you for all your support there, and thank you for some advice that you gave me. So I really appreciate that. Thanks, everybody. Let's jump into the first story. All right, so the first story we got, of course, is Avengers Infinity War. It came out on Thursday, and the numbers are huge. It made $630 million worldwide at the box office, and it shattered the record of the Fate and the Furious, which opened at 541 million. Of course, this isn't a surprise. We knew it was going to break records. Here's the thing: when I read it in the article, and I found this on CNN Money, it hasn't even opened in China yet. Let that sink in. It hasn't even opened in one of the world's biggest markets. Yeah, and it's already made 630 million. So let's see where it is at worldwide after May 11th, when it opens in China. Because, I mean. What else is going to beat that this year? I don't I'm thinking I don't I don't see anything else beating that. I don't see Solo beating it. I mean even coming close. And what else is coming out? 
Deadpool 2, maybe? I don't know. My voice probably got really high there. Maybe Deadpool 2? I don't know. You know. <laughs> Domestically, here in the U.S., it brought home $250 million, And that beats The Force Awakens, which opened at $248 million. So, it broke the Star Wars record. And it's going to continue to break records here because this movie is great. I want to get that to that a little later. My whole thoughts on the movie. I don't want to call it a review. I decided I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just going to give you a brief overview of the movie without spoiling what I thought. A few things that are maybe could be minor. But before we get to that, and um, of course I will keep you updated as it continues to break records. Because, I mean, once May 11th hits, it's going to break more records. But we're going to jump into our next story. All right, so our next story, director James Cameron. He is promoting his new sci-fi show that's coming on AMC called Visionaries. In this Vanity Affair article, he talks about they're hoping that there's going to be superhero fatigue soon, that people get sick of superhero movies. And this just drove me crazy. James Cameron has directed movies like Aliens, Terminator 2, and he's like he built his career as an action director. Now, what are superhero movies, if not action movies? They are a subgenre of action movies. So by saying you hope that there's superhero fatigue, you also hope that the thing that built your career, action movies, there's also fatigue for that. Oh, by the way, you keep talking about these a thousand Avatar sequels you want to make. I mean, come on. If there's fatigue for superhero movies, nobody's going to want to see your freaking blue people uh, flying around, guy. This just, oh, made me so mad. Not because I'm a big superhero film geek. I mean, that's probably part of the reason. But this guy, he's just, he craps over the superhero movie. For what? Did he really want to make a superhero movie back in the day and a studio wouldn't let him? And now he's jealous that that's all there is right now, pretty much? And, you know, great. And I, I will read you the direct quote. This is it. This is the quote. I'm hoping we start getting Avengers fatigue here pretty soon, Cameron said, while promoting his new documentary series, Visionaries. Not that I don't love the movies. It's just, come on, guys. There are only so many stories to tell. Bes- there are so many other stories to tell, excuse me, besides hyper males without families doing death-defying things for two hours and wrecking cities in the process. Okay, if there's so many other stories to tell, James, then why don't you go and direct different types of stories instead of making a thousand Avatar sequels and then helping to produce the latest Terminator reboot, which I'm excited for, by the way, because the Deadpool director is 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 slated to direct it, and I'm excited for that. He's contradicting himself, and it ticks me off. And he also took a shot at Wonder Woman last uh, summer, too, which was totally uncalled for. And it was, I don't want to get into that, but he's just like, he's been trying to kill the superhero movie in general in the press. I don't know why. It's ridiculous. And I love James Cameron's movies. Of course, he made a, you know, a boatload of money, no pun intended, well, kind of there, with Titanic. And then he broke his own record with Avatar because it was so like, everyone's got, you got to see this movie in 3D. I don't know. I missed the boat on Avatar. Maybe because I didn't see it when it came out. And then I watched it on Blu-ray and I thought, what's so special about this? Is it just blue people? It's kind of the same story as like a Pocahontas. What? But he is, and, and people forget, like, 
you see a story about, oh, the next two Avatar movies. And he, he goes on and talks about that in this article. Comparing his next the next two Avatar movies to Godfather and Story. That's a pretty tall order. Um, is he going to come through with that? I don't know. Because he's been promising these Avatar sequels since 2010. You know, oh, they're coming, they're coming. You know, and you, you hear about it. For, I mean, maybe you see a story once a year and that still doesn't come out. I don't know. He just needs to shut his mouth about superhero movies. You know what? You want to tell a different story? Direct a superhero movie and tell us a different story. And let me tell you, they have been telling different stories. Spider-Man Homecoming was a high school movie. Logan was this awesome, like, Western-type movie. Almost like a Western. And so serious in tone. A great movie. The Dark Knight was more of like a crime thriller. So was uh, so was Captain America Winter Soldier. More of like a spy movie. They have been telling different stories and doing different genres in within the genre. I don't know. James Cameron, that really ticked me off. Oh, boy, it did. And I'm like, oh... I want to talk about this on the podcast. This is perfect podcasting material right here. And I got to tell you, James, you know, put up or shut up. Start directing those avatars. Give me an avatar sequel. Not that I want to really see it, but give it to me first. Then you can criticize the superhero movies, quite frankly. I don't know. This drove me nuts. And I'm so happy I have a platform now to bitch about it because I am ugh, done with James Cameron. Done. Let's get to the Avengers. Let's get to the Avengers review. Let's enough about James Cameron. You know, go make your Avatar sequels, James, and we'll talk about them when they come out, if they come out. That was fun. That was fun making making my uh, James Cameron uh, rage. All right, let's get on to my Avengers review. You know, I've been trying to think about what to say about this movie. I haven't seen any other people talk about it because I was avoiding spoilers. I haven't seen anybody else's review because I want to give you my honest take about it. The movie is amazing. It is relentless. It does not stop. It's, we're going this place, we're going to that place, we're going here, we're going there. And all the Avengers are sort of split up. But you get to, like, and, oh, you saw it in the trailers. Yes, the Guardians are going to be with Thor. And it's awesome it is amazing the thor guardians kind of team up there probably my favorite part of the movie uh and then they kind of split up it goes so many different places that could be my knock on it there's there's so many different things going on all entertaining but it's like okay can we stay in one place for a little bit that's my maybe my a little knock on it but oh is it good it is so good thanos brolin josh brolin does so good as thanos and it's funny because he's going to be Cable in a few weeks here when Deadpool 2 comes out. So I'm hoping that there's some Thanos jokes in there. I don't know. They might have already made some in the marketing because all oh, the Deadpool people do such good at with their trailers and their marketing. But yes, Thanos is really good. And the CGI on him is good. Um, I, I can see him in his face a little bit. I don't know if they, I don't think they Andy circus him or anything. And, you know, I don't think he, but I think they animated him a little bit. I could be wrong about that. But yeah, I've, as I was thinking, what am I going to say about this movie? There's, all, there's the humor. There's the Marvel humor. There's the action. And boy, I want everybody needs to catch up on these Marvel movies just so they can see this movie. It is great. I don't want to spoil, but something happens. 
And for them billing it as the end, something happens and it's like, okay. Because originally, I do believe this was supposed to be a part one. And they stopped They they, they stopped that. It was going to be Avengers Infinity War part one. And then part two was going to come out next year. And for some, I don't, for some reason they said, no, that's not going to happen now. So it confuses me that the story is going to, it has to continue now. Uh, but so Avengers 4 probably going to continue with the story, I would assume. But yeah, I, the movie is great and maybe next in a few weeks I'll do some spoilers from it, but probably not because I don't want to be a review show. I want to talk about it a little bit, discuss it. Boy, I love that movie though. And and I was talking with my girlfriend afterwards. It's like, what are they going to do now? So that should get you to see the movie if you haven't already seen the movie. I don't want to dig too deep into it, but that's the stuff I liked. I liked the gar- I liked everybody coming together. Doctor Strange is really strong in this movie too. Benedict Cumberbatch. He's really good. Him and Tony's back and forth. Um, Tom Holland knocks out of the park again as Peter Parker. And there's this part of this, whoa, his acting is really good. At, you know, It's a crazy movie, and it's so ambitious. What Marvel is doing right now, what they did is so ambitious. It's very ambitious. It takes itself seriously while also having fun, the typical Marvel movie. And that's all I want to see. Like, it's not, like, uh, it takes a chance. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say, oh, this is just like every other Marvel movie. No, it's not. You're, you know, of course you saw this in the marketing. You you saw that you were going to be in Wakanda. And Bucky's going to be there. And he's going to kick some ass. This movie took its chance. And I think it's great. I think it's a great movie. I want to see it again. I need to digest it a little more. I just saw it last night. But I loved it. It's a great movie. Where it ranks on my Marvel movies, I don't know. And that's what everyone wants to talk about. Where is this going to rank? Where do you... Well, they do that more with Star Wars movies. But it's great. It's a great movie. Go see if you haven't. Tell me what you thought of it. I just... What, there's one more thing I want to focus on. Thanos. He is more than just a I'm going to blow shit up kind of villain. There's layers to him and I like that they did that. And that's why if you haven't seen this movie, go see the movie. Please go see the movie. I did not want to spoil it because I know some of you might not have seen it yet. I have a few friends that, you know, don't have the time to go see it on opening weekend, and that's fine. But go see it as soon as you can. And then let me know if you want me to talk about spoilers, and I'll do that when it's not spoiler territory anymore. I was going to think, I was thinking about saying, okay, this is the spoiler talk. But no, I I think I'm just going to let it sit and marinate because I want to digest it a little bit more too and maybe go see it again. And there's one cool, really cool cameo that look out for. Uh, Stan Lee's cameo is great, but his his cameos are always great. But there's one that you're going to be like, oh, oh, I like that. So, yeah, there's one cameo. I want to yeah, look out for that cameo because it's going to be really cool. I want to go. We sh- I should just go see it again right now. Stop the podcast. <laughs> no, I, I was trying to think if there's anything else I need to say about it. The crappy part is, is we have to wait a year. Till the next one. Now, I should have done my research here beforehand. Does Captain Marvel come out before that? So, are we getting another Avengers or are we getting another Marvel movie before the next Avengers? Maybe we do. I know it's Captain, I think it's Captain Marvel and Avengers 4 come out. I want to say it's that. I could be wrong though. 
boy, what a weekend, though. I was so pumped to finally see it. The theater I was in was so great, too. And it was... No, I saw it on Saturday. And by then you think you're not going to get such enthusiastic crowds because the Thursday and Friday people are the people that, you know, wanted to see it the most, maybe. But boy, my... The theater we were in, they clapped. You know, it was great. I like seeing it in an energetic theater. And I saw... And there was kids in the theater. The first movie I ever saw was Batman Forever. Now you're thinking, eh, there's way better superhero movies nowadays than Batman Forever. I agree with you there. But at the time, and I was like four years old, not even, maybe not even four because it came out in June of that year, it was the best thing ever. And that's the first movie I remember seeing in the theater. And that people clapped at the end of that movie. It was a very marketable movie, very fun. You know, it's the first Joel Schumacher Batman. And I always love it. It brings me back to that moment when people clap to that very first moment. And I remember clapping. For Batman Forever. Maybe you shouldn't admit to that, Justin. I don't know. But I clapped for Batman Forever. And I clapped for this movie. I'm just like I clapped for Black Panther. And when you clap in a movie, because when do people usually clap? It's when for live performances. When a movie can make you clap, I think that's saying something. I think that's saying this is something more than just a movie. It's an experience. And that's what I said. I tweeted that about Black Panther, that it's more than just a movie. And that was for different reasons. So this is more of a, this is an experience movie, but don't get me wrong. Wakanda forever. Black Panther's in this movie and he is badass once again. And he might be coming my favorite MCU hero. And that's saying something because five or six years ago, I'd been like, Marvel has a hero named Black Panther. I've never been the best, you know, at, at remembering every superhero in the world. I love the genre. But man, I am so excited that we get to see these type of movies, that they get to make a Black Panther movie, that we're going to get a Captain Marvel movie, that we're going to, we got two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and we're going to get a third one. And boy, this is a Guardians of the Galaxy movie too. They're in it. Every time they're in it, they, the, the, the comedy is there. Everything is there. Drax is hilarious again, like he is always. Dave Bautista. My favorite wrestler actor. Hot take right there. I know a lot of people are going to be like, don't you like The Rock? Eh, no. I like Dave Bautista. Why isn't he doing more? Why can't he do more? He's funny. Dave Bautista. Drax. And Quill. Quill and Stark. I'm, go I'm going back into it. I can't stop talking about the movie. It's so great. But yeah, uh, The Guardians. Just the whole mashup. It's a great, great movie, and it's exciting that we live in a world, again, I say this a lot, that this movie exists, because back when I was a little boy clapping at Batman Forever, it wasn't like, oh, and next year Batman's going to team up with Superman in this great big movie. No, we had to wait 20 years for that, and was it that good? I don't know. I I don't want to start. I'm not going to kick DC right now in this Avengers talk. But I'm just making that as a point that this wasn't happening. And the fact that it is makes me really happy. And I just cannot believe that Spider-Man, Iron Man, they were all together kicking butt. Um, actually, I was hoping, for, like I said in the movie, they were kind of split up. And that, I don't know. You'll see the, see the movie. Avengers Infinity War. It is a great movie. 
go see the movie. Please. Go see it multiple times. That's how good this movie is. And it was a big, big weekend for not only fans of superheroes or nerds, but for the jocks. Yeah, so it was a big weekend for the jocks, I guess. More specifically, the football jocks. I call, I call myself a football nerd uh, because that's really the only sport that I love passionately is football. I know a lot of the people that just like movie talk and entertainment talk are going to tune out, and that's fine because we are going to go to sports right now and more specifically, footy footy football. The National Football League had the draft this weekend, and it was a really good draft. I liked, I watched some of the NFL Network and Fox broadcast. I thought that was really good, and they were using the Fox, um, the Fox music, the dun-dun-dun-dun, Okay, I won't do that anymore. And I, it was a really good broadcast. I watched ESPN for the, pretty much the entire first round, though, and I switched back and forth for the second and third round. On I didn't see any of day three, but I really liked, and there were some surprises in that draft, and we're going to go over it. So that segues, we're done with the Avengers talk, and um, I was so mad because uh, ESPN was showing a bunch of Avengers trailers. I'm like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see any more TV spots. I just want to see the movie. All right, so let's let's get into the draft. All right, what I said in my draft preview last week was not very accurate. But at the time, it was said that Josh Allen was going to be the number one pick. But what was great about this year's draft is nobody really knew. And I didn't really realize that going into last week when I recorded. Nobody really knew what was going to happen in this draft. And that's what was great. I... Absolutely love it. When when there's no intrigue, and what I love is the TV, what they used to do is they used to show in the green room when somebody was talking on the phone and crying or, you know, excited. That meant, oh, that guy's going to get drafted. Well, they stopped doing that because they want to embrace, they embrace the reality TV aspect of it, and we want to be surprised. So yeah, it was a surprise. And here's another surprise. The number one pick overall was Baker Mayfield. And yeah, it had been reported that this was probably going to be it by like you know mid midweek that it was going to be Baker Mayfield and it's I don't know if I was a Browns fan I don't know if I'd be happy about this I think you should have taken the running back Saquon Barkley who the Giants took it too you could have taken him number one and you probably could have still because they had the fourth overall pick too you could have taken Barkley one and then maybe Baker Mayfield's there for you at four the Jets took Sam Darnold I'm assuming they took him because that's the one they wanted that's the guy they wanted so I'm confused here why don't you take the running back and you still get your quarterback and then you got the, this amazing running back and the running back is coming back full force in the NFL. A few years ago, there was not a running back taken number one over or in the first round at all. And now, I believe what, there was at least two. But I mean, top five, I mean, you know, Sam, wait, I don't. I think Saquon Barkley might have been the only one. Let me look. He might have been the only one actually, but still, running backs are going in the top five. If I'm a Browns fan, that's what I would have wanted them to do. Because you could have got Mayfield at, at four, I think. I don't think the Jets were going to take him. But maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe somebody trades up because maybe it was just he's the quintessential number one pick this year. I hope it works out for them. Because as a Detroit Lions fan, I know what it's like to be the bottom of the barrel of the league. It sucks. We finally have a quarterback after years and years of searching for one. So I hope the Browns found their quarterback. And... 
I'm not gonna say he's a talented dude. He's a little shorter. He could either be Drew Brees or he could be another Johnny Manziel. And they already did that. That's why I was like, there's no way they're going Mayfield. They already did this with Johnny Manziel a few years ago and it didn't work. So I was really surprised that they went that way. I mean, and then the Giants are like, well, obviously we're gonna take that running back. We don't trust these quarterbacks. Eli's got a few more years. Maybe we can squeak out a few more years with Eli. Then they went uh the Browns at four, then they took uh or Jets took Darnold at three. The Browns took Denzel Ward corner from the Ohio State Buckeyes. Not a fan, and it's exciting for him. Um, I'm I don't know if I don't know where he's from, but if he's from the state of Ohio, he gets to stay there, so that's good. The Broncos took Bradley Chubb, so they get to add that to their defense, which is probably going to turn back into their Super Bowl caliber defense from a few years ago. Now, I like their defense from a few years ago. That was a great defense, and it got pretty much got Manning a ring for doing nothing. And what are some other things here? So there was a break on the quarterbacks then. Buffalo takes Josh Allen. They they traded up to do that, didn't they? Because they were were they at twelve? I want to say they trade. Yeah, they they traded up and got Allen. That's what. Yeah, from yep yeah, from Tampa Bay. So yeah, they traded up. That's when because it's like okay, somebody's going to trade up to get one of the Joshes because there was Josh Allen and Josh Rosen. So they get Josh Allen, and there was some. They found some of his tweets when he was a kid. I don't think that should be held against you. But in this day and age, I mean, it's got to be noted. I don't think that's why he fell at all. I think the Browns were always going to take Mayfield. But, yeah, that's what ended up happening. And Buffalo gets him, and he's got a great arm. And just like Matthew Stafford's bullet of an arm when he got drafted, you know, that's what was one of his comparisons. So hopefully they get a Matthew Stafford there. Bills are another franchise that have suffered. I mean, the Lions have never made it to a Super Bowl, but I couldn't imagine making it to three and not winning one of them um that would just drive me crazy so good on you buffalo you know they made the playoffs hopefully they continue to do so with the rookie bears took a linebacker don't care then arizona trades up and gets josh rosen that was interesting their team they haven't had a good quarterback they got carson palmer when he you know approaching arp levels so i think that's that's good for them they get their young quarterback that was one of the big highlights and that's always the intrigue where the quarterback's going to go and of course, the other quarterback that went was Lamar Jackson. That intrigues me more. He's going to Baltimore. Now he gets to sit and learn from Joe Flacco and another mobile quarterback, Robert Griffin III. Hopefully he doesn't catch Robert Griffin III's injury bug because I think he's a talent and I want to see him succeed in the NFL because I don't think there should be any reason that these mobile quarterbacks should not succeed in the NFL. Just let them go. Let them do it. And hopefully they you know, learn how to slide. You know, if, as long as you have a good offensive line, there should be no problem. So I'm excited for that. Joe Flacco's time might be up for Baltimore. And uh, he, of course, won that Super Bowl for them or helped win that Super Bowl for them. He didn't win it by his own. But he got that huge contract, and he's done nothing. So, I mean, this is good for them. Maybe, I don't know. And I, apparently this was Ozzie Newsom's last draft. He's, the, he's a great GM, a former Browns player, drafting for the Ravens. I don't know, he's a great GM, and it's it's sad that he's I guess he's retiring or something. I don't know. That's, but I I was shocked when I heard that. Good GM, good GM. Uh, he's built some really great teams for the Ravens. We're gonna circle back to the Lions picks now. So the Lions went with center. The Lions went with center Frank Rag now from Arkansas. Now he can also play guard. And I gotta tell you, when the pick happened, it was a little of a and from the entire fan base, me kind of included. We go okay. It's a center. I'm not going to flip out and say Bob Quinn is the worst GM ever. Bob Quinn makes smart picks. If this was Matt Millen, he would have gotten Kelvin Ridley, from Alabama, wide receiver from Alabama. 
We definitely don't need a wide receiver. So let's remember where we used to be and how frustrated we used to be when we'd have these top five picks and Matt Millen would spoil it by drafting another wide receiver. We got to remember that, Lions fans. It's my plea to Lions fans. Just remember where we were. Now we've been picking consistently in the 20s, and we've gotten really good talent. He's rebolstering that offensive line. You have got to protect this quarterback. He's the best player on the team. The interior offensive line was a joke last year. We had some injuries. Now we're hearing Lang is getting healthier. Swanson, he had concussion problems, so he's gone, our center from last year. So we need a center. It's either going to be Glenn Glasgow, who was guard center for us last year, or Frank. And whoever it is, and that's what Bob Quinn said on the, I watched the video of him talking to him, the best five guys will play. I'm really excited to see this offensive line. It's got, it's got the right, I think it's got the right amount of youth and veteran kind of mixture there. Because you're going to have a rookie. Frank is going to be, he's going to be in there. He'll be in there from day one. Whether it's center or guard, he'll be in there. And you got Decker, who's coming along. This is his third year. Crossing my fingers that he is healthy. O-line was not healthy last year. And yes, we needed a premium pass rusher. They did not go premium pass rusher at all. And that shouldn't surprise you because the, the Patriots don't go for premium pass rush. Like it or not, we are following the Patriots mindset here. We are we are Motown Patriots pretty much. That is our new, you know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to follow that mantra of how do you build a team. And guess what? That, I don't, I want that. that. That's a great idea. Why not? Why not copy the Patriots? They're the, don't complain. I think this fan base is so jaded. Don't complain about it. Let's just wait and see. You cannot judge a draft pick. I was watching the Pride of Detroit stuff, and people in the comments were saying that Jared Davis is already a bust. Our, our, he was our rookie pick last year, linebacker. You cannot call somebody a bust after one year. You just can't. And you can't say he can't cover. Covering in the NFL and covering in college are two totally different things. Two totally different things. You can't learn how to do that in a year. Or it wasn't even a year. It was his rookie year. Let's see what he does in a year. You can't learn that in five, six months. In training. They don't they don't have mini camps like they used to. They don't you can they barely have time with these players in the offseason because of the new rules. You can't learn how to do all that stuff. In the when they really get to training camp, they only have like a month before the season starts? Less than that? And he really got, he had a strong opening. He kind of hit a rookie wall. And then he, I thought he got better by the end of the season. I'm happy that we had, I mean, this isn't, let's review last year's draft. We, we had a good draft last year, if you count him, Galladay, Agnew. So let's not, uh, uh, Lions fans, let's just be calm. Bob Quinn has not given us a reason to not trust him. All right? Because when he, when he first got hired, ownership said, we like Jim Caldwell. Okay. Well, I'll try to win with Jim Caldwell. And then to ownership's credit, to Martha's credit, she's like, okay, you want to fire Jim? We're not happy with him either. We should have made the playoffs. So they fired him. Now they got Matt Patricia. That's Bob Quinn's guy. Let's let this gel together before we jump to conclusions. I like that we picked a boring center. Good. That means he's going to be good. And don't say that we could have got him later. Because guess what happened? Cincinnati took a center right after us. I believe Cincinnati would have taken Frank. Let me be frank and say that we w- they would have taken Frank. It's a bad joke. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very, very, very happy with it. Eh, I wouldn't say very happy. But I'm happy with that pick. And then in the second round, they're like, we're trying to fix our run game. Let me And Frank Ragnow can run block from what I've, what I've read. So that's good. Because we need 
to run block. We absolutely need to run block. Now, every Lions fan wanted Nick Chubb. He wasn't going to be there when we picked. So Cle- Cleveland took him. Cleveland had a really good draft, I think, bes- besides the, the Mayfield pick. But they went and got Nick Chubb. And my brother texted me and was like, Cleveland's killing it. I had to agree with him a little bit. I like the Nick Chubb pick. But we did take a running back. We traded up to take a running back. Bob Quinn's first trade-up as the Lions GM. He's not done that the last two years. Yeah, so we moved out to pick 43, and we took Carrion Johnson from Auburn. And I watched his highlights. That looks like a bad dude. If you let, if you can block for him, he can get you in space, I think. This is gonna. Uh, this is a really exciting pick for me. And um, maybe it's Amir Abdullah's time is done. And a lot of people were saying, trade him, trade him, or don't, and see if you can run with a three-back system. You can have multiple running backs in the NFL and win a championship, a la the Philadelphia Eagles last year. They didn't have a main back. They had Blunt and two, they had Blunt and two other guys that name escaped. The Miami running, they traded the Jay something. Either way, the Eagles won with a with three running with three main running backs. So I think you can do that. I hope him and Blunt get most of the carries, and maybe Abdullah, you know, can work his things out. But if we end up trading him, he wasn't a Bob Quinn pick, so trade him. Just like Lake and Tomlinson, and a lot of people compared Ragnado to Tomlinson. Absolutely not. Lake and Tomlinson was a bust, and he wasn't even a Bob Quinn pick. So you cannot compare the two. He was a Mayhew pick, and he just wasn't good. And they traded him. So, I mean, don't just because we drafted an interior offensive lineman three to four years ago and it didn't pan out when Bob Quinn wasn't even on the team you can't like you can't just associate the two that's why I said in the beginning remember what we used to do remember what used to happen every draft every draft we were disappointed and don't be disappointed because we didn't get these running backs the one that the LSU running back I did not want anyway there was some character concerns and and what you want to draft the people with character concerns everyone wanted Reuben Foster last year the 49ers ended up taking him what happened he, won't, he might not even be on the field because he got in trouble. Trust Bob Quinn. He's going to get high character, guys. Trust Bob Quinn, please. I just want people to do that. We have been so jaded as fans, we don't realize when something good is being built. Yes, the Lions have had shitty management for well over 50 years. And I'm a very new Lions fan. And I know, you know, compared to... People always comment, I've been watching this team for 50 years, haven't seen a championship. And I understand that. But we could have had our chances. Yeah, it's we never got Barry a quarterback. We never got we barely got you know, Calvin got a quarterback, and then we could just never get the right pieces. It takes a full team. We have to draft. Don't ever be mad about drafting an offensive lineman. Jim Brandstatter said that he tweeted that Jim Brandstatter, the Lions play-by-play and Michigan uh, play-by-play well, Lions color commentator, said never be mad about drafting an offensive lineman. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Never be mad at drafting an offensive lineman. I'm excited for the running back. They went, they fi- they did draft a defensive end. And then they went, on, I think they went offensive tackle. I don't have their names on me right now. Though that was the rest of their draft. And yes, they didn't, you'd think, well, defense needs to be a big priority, right? No, they were like, no, we are going to run the football next year. We need to run the football. And yes, they used this draft to fix the running game. What's wrong with that? Maybe Patricia thinks he's got all the defensive pieces he needs. If he doesn't, so we'll be the same. We'll be picking in the twenties next year, and then maybe move up to the top ten and get a big defensive end that's gonna destroy. And everybody's worried. Well, we don't have a replacement for Ziggy. Well, we have him for this year, and we can replace him next year if we don't resign him. But Ziggy also has to prove that he can stay healthy and work in Patricia's defense. 
I'm, I'm not worried about the defense like everybody else is because of Matt Patricia. Our defense was better than the Patriots defense that was in the Super Bowl. I highly believe that. And now he is in control of the defense. Well, just it's a waiting game. You have to wait and see. You can't judge these picks right after they get made. That's all I'm saying. I feel like I'm rambling a lot today from one subject to the other. Like, you know, boy, what a great draft. I really did enjoy the draft this year watching. And this is the first year I got to watch it. This just seems like there's a lot going on every week- weekend of the draft. I actually got to watch the first two, you know, the first couple of rounds this year. But I'm, but as far as the Lions go, like I said, trust our process. This is the 76ers, uh, you know, in basketball say trust the process. Trust the Bob Quinn process here, I think, Lions fans. Trust the Bob Quinn process. And I don't want to sound like a, a big, like I, I'm just, I love everything the guy does. I wanted Malcolm Butler. I wanted them to sign Malcolm Butler in, the, in free agency. They didn't do it. A lot of that's like, oh, it's been, it's been a very over, you know, underwhelming offseason. Nothing really big. He's not going to make the big move. And that's not how you win. You draft well. And he's had, I think he's had really two really good drafts, you know, and the jury's still out on this one because we don't know. So far, those drafts have been good, but who knows what they could be down the line. If the, if the players don't progress like they should, you know, if Decker keeps getting hurt, then his first overall pick ever as a Detroit Lions GM is going to be hurt because, well, the guy's injury prone, you know? But let's just pray that Decker stays healthy, pray that the whole offensive line stays healthy, that the pieces have been fixed, and that we... This is Bob Quinn's offensive lineup. This is, and it's really shaping up to be their team. There's just not a lot. Any failed player from the Mayhew era is pretty much gone, except for Abdullah. Or pieces have just left, like Jair Whitehead moved to Oakland, and there's no way of knowing that, well, would he have fit in Patricia's defense anyway? But let's just trust the, trust the process here. I think everyone's going to be happy, and maybe we get a playoff win. How about just an NFC North, you know, division win and a playoff win i'll take that before i take a super bowl and if all those things gel together maybe you get all three right now we're uh we're gonna be picking in the 20s i'm sure for a while i see no reason that we're not gonna at least do that if we go back to being a top 10 you know in the top 10 then something went very wrong and i was clearly just talking out of my ass this entire time and maybe that's all i'm doing right now this is the best part of the offseason the draft and it's gonna be quiet here for football for a while now after this, I mean, you'll get mini cam- rookie mini camps and stuff, but it's going to pick back up. Oh, another big sporting news this week was Michigan. Shea Patterson has been he can play now in twenty eighteen and twenty. That's 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 huge for the Michigan Wolverines, and I'm excited for that. Although I'm am sick of Jim Harbaugh doing this to the getting these transfer quarterbacks. Groom a freshman, please. As of now, that's going to happen. So I'm excited for that. Shea Patterson going to play. For the Michigan Wolverines in 2018. And with that, I think this just about does it for episode number two of the Wannabe Broadcaster Podcast. I hope this is everything I've said today makes sense because I feel like I was all over the board. Maybe that's because I didn't clear out my thoughts a little bit for the Avengers before talking about it. But I wanted I wanted that first kind of take, even though I hate that word, that show anyway. I just wanted that fresh opinion in my brain. I didn't want to didn't want anybody other's opinions to float in there and get in because that's my opinion it's a great movie go see it and the nfl draft was great really fun looking forward to all these rookies should you draft nick chubb in fantasy next year i don't know oh they got carlos high too in, uh, in cleveland should you draft any cleveland brown player in fantasy maybe i shouldn't be saying that maybe lamar jackson lights it up like um deshaun watson did last year before he got hurt if they decide to go with him over flacco at some point that would be fun that definitely check the waiver wire for him Here's a guy I would draft in fantasy is Kelvin Ridley, who went to the Falcons. Oh, yeah. I forgot to talk about that. Ridley went to the Falcons. Watch out. The Falcons are going to be good. We should have be- The Lions should have beaten them last year, by the way. Horrible call. 
<laughs> I am terrible at wrapping up. We're done with sports talk. We're done with the entertainment talk. And we will keep going on this journey of the Wannabe Broadcaster Podcast. Once again, big thanks to everybody for all their positive words and likes. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love everybody. And if you haven't yet, follow me on SoundCloud. Follow the Facebook page. Share this. Please share this. Share it with your friends. Tell everybody. And we are working on getting on iTunes. We. The Royal We. And and that's it. That is the Wannabe Broadcaster Podcast for this week. I'm Justin, and I'll see you next time.